Hey, did you know that our podcast is sponsored by Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What's up, what's up? This is Arnell on This Connected with Catholic.Dad. I am Catholic.Dad, former youth ministry coordinator, a son, brother, husband, and father, just striving for holiness as a follower of you-know-who, our Lord Jesus Christ. In these podcasts, we'll be sharing experiences and point of views, highs and lows about faith, life, church, and whatever else comes along the way. There are no right or wrong topics here, just honest talk and truth to connect generations and situations. Not necessarily to agree, but definitely to be listened to. This podcast is G-rated because it's all about leading us closer to you-know-who again, God. So I hope you listen, and in the end, feel like this connected. Alright, so welcome back to the Plaza, another episode of This Connected with Catholic.Dad. You know what, today we thought of going somewhat different, a different route with regards to the topic that we chose. And the topic that we chose to discuss and, and find out where This Connected is on social justice and advocacy. Little known thing that, that um, you know, we as a church and we as a community um, really need to learn more about. And so the people that we have today are really, really wonderful guests. Um, you know, our, our podcast crew here, our This Connected crew this evening um, is, uh, you know, we have um, AJ from the diocese. Say hi, AJ. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. And, um, and he brought a special guest. His little daughter. She's beautiful. And AJ is the director of advocacy at the Diocese of San Bernardino. And he's going to share a little bit about that a little bit later. Um, we also have Victoria. Victoria is one of the, one of the crew members of, of St. Mary's Youth Ministry. She was also part of Hennessy's. Um, and she's going to talk to us a little bit later about what social justice and advocacy is about. And we have some of our members of St. Mary's Youth Ministry as well who are very highly involved in in advocacy. We have Andrea here, and we have Melanie, and we have Kimberly, and we have Stephanie. Um, so without further ado, you know, let's introduce some of you guys. Let's, let's, let's hear who you guys are. So let's start with you, AJ. Tell us about yourself, yourself and what your office is, and um, what, what's your role in the diocese? Um, well, my name's AJ. I'm the director of the Office of Adca- Advocacy for the Diocese. And, um, well, the role uh, at the Diocese is really to sort of work on advancing um, Catholic social teaching in the public sphere. Um, that might be the easiest way to put it. Uh, it ends up sort of crossing into all sorts of different places. Um, we're not necessarily a direct service organ. Uh, branch but we also involve ourselves in in some efforts like that so you know I mean we we basically try to try to think of ourselves as the vanguard when it comes to um, you know establishing Catholic social teaching um, and making it present and real and vibrant in people's lives across the diocese. Yeah that's wonderful. You know actually Catholic.dad did his homework this time and uh there's actually seven themes of Catholic social teaching, and, and one of those, uh, you know, the sevens are life and dignity of the human person, call to family and community and participation, right and responsi- rights and responsibilities, options for the poor and the vulnerable, dignity of work and rights of workers, and um, solidarity and care for God's creation. You know, th- that's a lot, and, and for a lot of us who are like, um, you know, um, regular chair sitting in the pews kind of Catholics you know when I first learned about that I was like whoa we do all of that it's like that's a lot for you (laughs) it's a lot um but but I think also it sort of uh honors uh my own heritage I'm I'm an immigrant I was born in the Philippines and uh, immigrated here at the age of five Uh, I was raised in south Los Angeles um 
close to South Central. I'm not going to claim that. Um, I, I don't have that. Um, but I lived in a, in a working class immigrant community. Um, and the parish that I went to, uh, shout out St. Joseph's in Hawthorne, um, always talked about social justice. And the homilies reflected our realities, which I think is sort of what led me to a little bit of culture shock when I went elsewhere to other mm -hmm. parishes. And I, I guess it kind of fits. If you're not struggling with poverty, are you really going to talk about poverty? Maybe not. Um, so I'm trying to sort of be compassionate to folks. But social justice really, like, is the entirety of Christ's mission. You know, if you look at his life, you look at his gospel, uh, Catholic social teaching um, oozes from everything that he does. All the stuff that we talk about in the gospels that, that sort of, I think, resonate with people. Um, you know, uh, feeding the hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's the wedding feast of Cana, right? Right. Um, uh, the uh, uh, healing the sick. That that's any number of places, but I, I, I think of uh, uh, raising Lazarus from the dead in, in in that regard. You know, and so it's like I think the Catholic social teaching um, has a very real re uh, relevance to to folks' lives, but uh, I also know, unfortunately, that it's almost like the church's um, most well kept secret. It a is. lot of folks that don't realize the value in it or don't even know that it exists. So our hope is that our work um, sort of makes it more known. Yeah, I, I just want to share that I had no idea with regards to that part of, of the parish until like um, maybe three or four years into ministry. And we kind of just fell into it. Um, by the way, the wind's starting to blow in, in our podcast studio, which is the plaza of St. Mary's <laughs> Parish outdoors. Uh, but anyways, it, it just kind of fell into place when you and the diocese offered St. Mary's an opportunity to go to Sacramento to, for, for Advocacy Day. And I was like, Advocacy what? And it says, oh yeah, we'll fly you know, a couple of your teens to Sacramento. And here I was, you know, an unbudgeted youth ministry, an unpaid youth minister going, ah, oh, we can't afford that. And your office said, we'll pay for it we'll we'll find the sponsors for it and i was like cool but what is it and um so so that part of advocacy day was was how we got started in participating with you all and learning so much more and i think victoria one of the things that that um that i'd like to hear from you is because you you went into totally into that field and in, in, in public policy right um, and so, um, you know, I, I can't lord enough uh, accolades to Victoria because, you know, she's one of the smartest people I know. I'm actually very intimidated in her presence. Uh, <laughs> graduated from UCR, very smart family. I mean, they're, they're like oozing genius. Uh, like, and, you know, she, you just graduated from USC, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. With my master's in public policy. Yay. And so, so tell us, you know, because you're in that field right now and you, you just recently got a job in that field as, as well. And tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and, and also what's the difference between social justice and advocacy? Because I think people like confuse that um, a lot of it. And what is advocacy? Yeah, so thank you so much for your kind words of affirmation. Everything, They're all true. <laughs> everything is in the glory of God, amen. Amen. And so um, in terms of what I do now, I, I work at a research center that works on policy issues uh, regarding homelessness and uh, criminal justice, mainly people who were formerly incarcerated and how they re-enter society. Um, so that's really interesting. I work on a couple other stuff, but I really like it, and it's really all been informed because of my faith. Um, the reason why I'm interested in policy and in advocacy and social justice is because of my faith. Just like how AJ was saying, it's very intertwined with who we are as Catholics and what Christ preached and what Christ did, mm -hmm. not just mm -hmm. preached, he, he did. acted. And so when we're thinking of advocacy, it is that, it is action, it is um, trying to realize the idea of social justice. So for me, the way I think about the two things is advocacy is a vessel and a way to pursue social justice, and social justice is a value, um, uh, an ideal that we hold for society. And so... Um, 
we as Catholics, I feel like, are called to pursue advocacy in many ways um, because Christ's mission on this earth and for us was so that we could love each other better. And when we aren't loving each other in a way that respects one another, in a way that truly highlights the dignity and the beautiful diversity that is our church, that is our earth, Mm -hmm. um, I think that is time, that is when we are then called to act and to try to change that. I think that that's key, that word, act, act, action. You know, I just want to add to that, that, you know, advocacy has a broad range of activities. And I think sometimes when we hear advocacy, it's like, oh, they're at the border or it's a prison and, and things like that. So, so what I read about it is like it includes things like research, um, public education, lobbying, you know, voter education, um, things like that and influencing public policy. Yeah. and. And that's all that you guys are doing, and it's that's amazing. That's that's literally how the world is changed, you know, little by little, just by just by getting it out there. And you know what what I wanted to to say is, you know, when when AJ, you know, I, I need to say thank you all the time to to getting us started there, because when you started, when we started with regards to that, and realized that there was more to youth ministry. Than, um, than just having a youth night and, and pie in the face kind of nights and <laughs> teaching them about the love of Jesus, which is all great. Teach love yeah, of Jesus. All it's all important, but it had to have a basis. What are we doing this for? And to find out that that advocacy was part and partial of youth ministry. It's actually one of the tenets of youth ministry. I was like, oh. Um, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're not. We're not teaching our youth to go out and do what we teach. Um, and so when we got there, and I remember you guys like, oh, send them to Sacramento, and I'm like, but they don't even vote yet. <laughs> it's like, what voice do they have? They're going to talk to our senators and our assembly people, and these guys are 16, 17. They don't vote. These guys won't care what they say. And and the stories that you guys came up, out with was was one of those things that 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 is like amazing. And now that you guys are all eighteen and get to vote, you know, right? Look look at these guys. They're like, yeah, I get to vote. Yeah, I I just on the issue of voting, I just wanted to make clear that you know social justice is not you know, beholden of one party or another. Mm-hmm. And especially through our faith, we are not necessarily endorsing a certain party or another. But what we are endorsing is that we as Catholics prayerfully um, reflect and engage in the political process in a way that hopefully gives glory to God. My, one of my favorite verses, it, that which you know, Arnell, is in Matthew 6. Mm. And I know it better in Spanish. I'm going to say it in Spanish and then oh, roughly yes. translate it. But it's, Busca primero el reino de Dios y su, di- y su justicia divina y por añadidura lo demás se te, se, se te, se te dará and in English what that means is look for, first for the kingdom of God and his divine justice and the rest shall follow through more or less that's the translation and as Catholics I think we should really take that into take that in our hearts, reflect on that especially when we're voting and even when we can't vote so just wanted to highlight mm-hmm. that that's that's awesome and, and you guys make sure you write that down if you're listening on this podcast write that down highlight it in your bible you know miss <laughs> arnell always is a big person who says you need to highlight that in your bible so that you know you can remember this day when you wrote down what what victoria said live it and so let's hear from from the the, the foreign young people who actually went to advocacy went to sacramento and spoke to senators and assembly people. Tell us, you know, what what, what was that like, and did that activate your your passion to to continue? You know, an airplane is flying by, <laughs> so I don't know if you can hear that, but we are outdoors. But tell us about your experience and and, and how you can encourage other people to to be more active, to be more activated disciples. Uh, of Jesus Christ in, in this in this world, you know. So so tell us. First, tell us who you are, because yeah. So right here, right oh, to my right is. Okay. <laughs> I'm Andrea. Um, I've been on the podcast before, <laughs> so yeah. He's <laughs> a returning. Episode. Um, but 
Sacramento, yeah. Sorry, I just got like lost in my train of thought. Um, I just remember, you know, growing when I first had like my first encounter with God after the retreat experience I was just kind of like what's next like what is next after this how am I gonna like actually live out my faith how am I gonna participate um outside of church you know and so I remember that I started you know the 2016 election was close to that and I kind of started to get very frustrated with a lot of the things that I was hearing on the news. And I told someone, um, he's a family friend, but he also comes here, um, Salvador Herrera. I was like, oh, like, what do I do? <laughs> like, I'm so frustrated. Like, why isn't the church saying anything? Like, what is going on? And he was like, oh, like, just go to the USCCB and look at, like, Catholic social teaching. And, like, he, he guided me a lot through it. And then it was crazy because after that, Arnell told me, like, hey, you want to go to this thing? Um, I don't know what it's really about, but it's basically the diocese <laughs> telling us that you're going to go to Sacramento and um, whatever, but you have to, like, interview because there was, like, five of us who wanted to go. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to get my hopes up because if I don't go, like, it's fine. You know, God will provide. And so, yeah, I did this interview on the phone. It was so intimidating. <laughs> it was like five people, all the coordinators. And like, I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh. But I did it. And like later that night, I was about to fall asleep. And I hear this text and I was like, oh yeah, like you got it. Like, you're going with Stephanie. And I was like, okay. Okay, I barely had, like, kind of met Stephanie. But, like, I was like, okay, like, that's fine. At least I'm not going alone. And Victoria, um, I had kind of known her. <laughs> but we went, and I was so scared because I had never been on an airplane. But, like, I was so excited because I was like, I finally get to do something. Like, I finally get to act. I finally get to um, just speak up for my community like be mm. that voice for like St. Mary's an area where you know when you think about California it's not like the area you think of <laughs> really you don't think of Montana <laughs> it's like my wife when she flew here coming from the Philippines and it's like where am I going to everything is brown and dead <laughs> and she had this vision of America as green and yeah. luscious green grass and beautiful trees and she went to Fontana sorry honey <laughs> yeah but I thought that was just like so cool and then um, you know being with I love Victoria so you know just I look up to her so much and like her being able to guide us through that and being able to go with Stephanie to that like it made us so much closer and it made us feel like we were actually doing something and it was not only like a superficial reason it wasn't like um i don't know it was because of my faith something that i truly believe in and that helped me so much more so yeah i'm just gonna stop talking because I'm <laughs> <laughs> how about you stephanie great well um i'm stephanie as you guys probably know already i'm one of the five that I interviewed with andrea that <laughs> i think i believe it was probably like march of 2017 or something yeah. like that um yeah so as uh, as some of you guys i also didn't know much about catholic social teaching but i remember this specific day in eighth grade when <laughs> I was asked what do you want to be when you grow up and I was like well I don't know I want to help people but I'm not going to be a doctor like that's too much for me. <laughs> but same and then <laughs> and then so I went on with my life knowing that I wanted to help people but not wanting to be a doctor um senior year of high school comes um that's March of 2017 yeah so then I apply because I figured, well, you know, just leave it in God's hands. I don't know much about this, but if this is my route, then um, up for it, right? So I remember being so scared for the interview. Like, I was, like, wanting to back out already, I believe. I'm not sure. I just didn't want to. I was like, nope, never mind, God. This is not what you want me to do. But <laughs> little did I know that, like, after Sacramento, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I f God called me like at the right time because of senior year when you're stressed out because you don't know what you want to do I'm still stressed out because I still don't know what I want to do <laughs> but it's okay it's somewhere around the lines of Catholic social teaching um, but yes so 
um, that experience in Sacramento was life changing for me because I was like, this is a way I can help people without being a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's still in here. Like, I still, I'm like, well, you could be a doctor. But no, it's okay. Like, no, I'm not going to be a doctor. Um, I'm just going to go on a Catholic social teaching route. But yeah, it was life-changing. And I go back and I, like, watch the Snapchats that I posted. <laughs> they were and I'm cute. Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, I can't believe that day. I don't, I think it was, like, March 25th or 20-something. 2017. I'm like, that's life-changing. And then after that, I think, well, I think I already said it. But I'm going to read say it again that. I was like, this is the way I'm gonna live my life. <laughs> I'm gonna like help people through this. And at first, I was like, I don't, I couldn't believe that I was doing something right. So, like speaking to our senators and our assembly leader, uh, assembly Mem members, yeah. that's <laughs> not leaders, members. Um, but speaking to them, I was like, wow, I'm just a girl from Fontana and I'm <laughs> changing the world. <laughs> Those were my thoughts, but yeah, I was like, we could do so much more. It's a, whether it's a call, whether it's a letter, letter, whether it's the lights went out and they are out. Anyways, <laughs> whether it's um, I said phone call letter or like actually meeting with your members. You, it's yeah, it's a small thing, and you feel like it's not a lot, but you know, it goes a long way, and then. So I figured, well, I the little I can do, I'm gonna do for my community and my and my you know brothers and sisters in Christ because some of us feel like we can't do anything and we feel hopeless and we feel helpless. But the little that we can do goes a long way. I've learned through this um, process of learning my faith and Catholic social teaching along the way. Yeah. So that was my experience with. Um, <laughs> Youth Advocacy Day, March 2017. It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned that I didn't have to be a doctor to help people. <laughs> there you go. And you know what? I want to read this because one of the things is the goals of ministry with adolescents with regards to this is young people need to be able to see the practical relevance of their efforts to meet the real needs of people, especially the poor and the neglected. And that's exactly, like, it encapsulates the things that you guys are saying um, with regards to that. And so, good for you, I mean, to have that experience and to share it, to share it with others is, I think that's what, what you guys did the best. You came home and you, you didn't like, oh, I got to go on this nice cool trip. And, yeah, it's great. But you guys actually activated and, and actually went on to do that. But, Kim... So, Kim, so, tell us. Hi, my name's Kimberly. This is my first time on the podcast. Yes, actually. because she was where? I was in Mexico for the past Eating three brown. weeks. Yeah. Getting tan and brown, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the food. And the food. I just want to say that Kim is like glowing tan right now. <laughs> she was brown before, that she is browner now. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, so uh, my experience with Youth Advocacy Day in Sacramento was I had an opportunity to go this past April. So it was definitely something that like I felt that I was being called towards because I remember in 2018, Arnell had invited me to go to Sacramento, but this part of me was like, no, like you probably shouldn't go. Like you're like a 16 year old from Fontana. Like, are they really gonna listen to you? But then I thought, like, no, like, I should have taken the opportunity and have gone that year. So I was, once he told me this year, I was like, okay, like, I'm going to take the chance and I'm going to do it. And the bills that, like, we talked about, I went with George, who wasn't able to be here today. But I went with him and the bills that we both spoke about with, like, the help of Victoria. You know, Victoria's amazing, if that hasn't been said enough. <laughs> that she helped us, like, learn, like, what we were saying about, our, like, how, like, our faith tied into those bills. And then I feel like being in high school, being a female in high school, going to college next, like, I was able to, like, relate to those bills. Um, we talked about an assembly bill on... It was... <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I remember <laughs> there were a couple. Yeah, one of them was about like giving more resources to people in college that are parents. So like, like, yeah. like having those resources out there for them. And like for me going out to college and like you know maybe one day I'll 
run into a person that's a parent who's wanting to have resources and I could help them in that way or say like oh like yo like when I was in high school I spoke about a bill yeah, yeah. and then pro-life yeah because yeah. we're pro-life yeah and then the bill the senate bill that George talked about was helping train teachers on mental health and with me I had a few mental health issues in high school I suffered depression and anxiety so it was something that like the issues that you do suffer from like just being a teenager they are being heard but being able to speak about it like I was able to speak to one of the fellows of our senator and I'm like wow like they're listening to me the 17 year old girl from Fontana <laughs> like I don't know for me that was like the biggest shock that being like so young I was able to like hopefully make a difference on like the passing right. or not passing of a bill right. can yeah. I just say yes. that these youth who are here are just so amazing and what I love about advocacy is how it empowers people and empowers communities and and Jesus was all about that. Jesus was all about uplifting people and their voices. And you can really do that through advocacy. And you can also help people through advocacy. You know, direct services are always needed. Feeding the poor are always needed. But if we can do something that could help people not be in that situation in the first place, affect the systems, affect, you know, the, the, the government, really, mm-hmm. and other systems that are at play, that, I think, really... Ha- hits the root of the issue and so to be empowered in such way I think is really beautiful and I really love seeing our youth empowered like that exactly I mean to to empower them to be the change yeah instead of waiting on the sidelines you know I think what's what's beautiful about you guys is that you had the opportunity to act on it instead of uh, what a lot of times you see and and it's it's most disheartening to especially old people like me because I am old um, (laughs) is is a lot of the whining you know the woe is me why is this why is that well you guys actually act on it and and you came forth you went to these intelligently prepared Mm -hmm. and Victoria prepared all of you (laughs) and it's like every time it's like can you go please (laughs) it's not my you know advocacy and and all that policy it's not my thing it's kind of like i'm like the guy that's like rah rah go and then (laughs) let's find you guys the most qualified person to to bring you forth um and so you know just that's the beautiful thing is you guys are acting on it you're acting on it deliberately finding the information so when you have that conversation with someone who you think is like oh they're they're up in sacramento and the capital that you are in an equal footing. Your voice mm-hmm. does matter. You do have a voice. And I think when you're given that voice and you speak, you know, it, they listen. And and how you guys presented, uh, prepare them to actually enunciate their words. And, <laughs> and I, I used to like, wow, it's like, I had to take speech class for that. <laughs> and, and these guys are 17, 16 year olds. But um, Melanie, you, you had like a callback to... Oh. Uh, you know, tell us about your okay. experience because okay. that, that was that that shocked me. Because, uh, <laughs> because Melody? It's like of all people. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, my name is Melanie, and I took okay, sorry, Kim. I took the opportunity. That Kim I took the opportunity that Kim didn't take. And it was like actually like a crazy kind of story because like I got a call like right after school, and I was like, Arnell was like. I need your answer right now. Can you go to Sacramento like in two weeks? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. I'm going on the bus. And then I was like, let me tell my mom. And then they text my mom, and she wasn't answering. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just like, I was like, oh, father's like, father's Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, is this like? I was like, is this like a good idea? Is this something I should do? And I was like, why not? What's like the what's what's wrong about it? There's like no cons to it except for like putting myself outside like the like outside the I mean, taking myself off the comfort zone, which like I'm really inside. Like I'm not. I'm. I'm a really shy person. Like I don't know. I. I mean, with with other people, I don't know. I'm Until just, you like, get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. I'm not. I'm. I'm not the person who would do this type of thing. But I was like, sure, why not? Like I put myself in like God's like um, hands, and I was like, why not? Like in that type. So. When we started going over the bills, I ended up getting Bill SB 320, which was like, that bill was a really an important one. It was about abortion and how colleges should allow abortion pills on college campuses, like, and be able to give that to like the, the students, like the females on there, which was like, 
I mean, I'm pro-life, of course. I mean, yeah. But it was like, it was something I took so, um, so like great. Like I put like, oh, I did so much research on it. Like I don't think I've ever put this much research in like school. <laughs> and I was over here like staying up to like eleven or twelve just research. And I remember like the times I was like, how that? How was I approach like life? And like not knowing these things, I was just like kind of blindly like being pro-life because of my parents and my faith. But like, like seeing these like stories of women put on the internet and stuff like that was so like eye-opening and stuff. And like I remember, I would like cry, like I cried like two times because of the stories that like women had about these abortion pills, and they were just and colleges were gonna just blindly like give these to college women without like them knowing the consequences. Consequences because when you're in college. You don't like you don't want a child like you don't want a child in like the point in like in the moment where you're just trying to study for your like for your career and it was like so it was so like great I guess like it was an it was an opportunity I I'm so glad I didn't give up because I had a talk when I, when it was the day I had to go to Sacramento. I had to talk to the person who made the bill. So it was yeah. like I can't like go in there blindly because I kind of put my the things I was talking about were more like emotional, like how we would feel like as like people going into college and like women and stuff like that. Because I was like, this woman knows what the facts are. She knows what she did, but like does she know the emotions and the opinions of like these women and people who are gonna go into college and how we would feel so the day it happened I was so so nervous because I remember like on the plane I was going over my I was going over my like notes and everything I was so nervous because like this like this is something huge like this is something that's gonna affect like all of the colleges in California and when I got there, I remember my mom, and I had like a lot of people praying, like interceding for me. There were so many people in my church who were interceding for me. My mom like asked them, and just having that power, like that like power of like Christ by my side, mm. they were like it just made me feel so relieved. And like I remember like the moment before I was about to go enter, I was like I prayed. I was like, God, like be with me through this times. So, like help me speak through you and tell me like what to say. Or like Holy Spirit come like be like within me, and it was like something when I was speaking like I stutter and I like I don't know I'm not really good at speaking like my English is not good, <laughs> so I like I remember that moment I was just talking I wasn't really referring to my notes I was just there but I was just like telling this woman I talked to a Luis Reyes because yeah that was the first person I talked to but it was like something so motivating and like empowering like me I think I was 16 but like talking about for like these ba like these unborn babies who were like who like I'm speaking for them I'm their voice right now that was something so like motivating and I remember like after that was done it was like I did I think I did a good job like I felt good <laughs> in that moment and then um oh yeah then after we were, um, Eloise like, Reyes took us to a tour. She was like, "Oh, I really like that." I went to talk to the person who made that bill. It was um, Connie Leva, mm -hmm. and she was like, "I'm gonna talk to her. I really liked what you said. It really like, like having the opinions and voices for like women about going into college and stuff like that. It really like I liked what you said." And then I was like, "Okay, maybe she's just saying that because you know, like empowering like us mm -hmm. teens." But then I remember after. Arnell like texted me or something saying, "Oh, um, Connie Leva wants to talk to you." I don't, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't think I want to do that." And, like I think was, that was a one-time thing. <laughs> so then I don't, I, I don't think I ended, I didn't end up doing it. No, but but she, she did call and says, "Connie Leva would like to speak to the young lady who spoke to, to the other representative." And I'm like, "Who?" And it was you, it was yeah. Melanie. And I'm like, "Melanie." It's like, but you did. You had a, a really great effect on on our representatives up there. And I think one of the things that's more important is what you said is that you just didn't go there alone, and you went there with a community. And and you just inspired me when when you when you cited that your mom and our entire community. Because I remember that because there was this chain of prayers that went on there and it says you know what uh, Melanie and uh, they're going to Sacramento to speak to our representatives about this issue and there were people in the Blessed Sacrament praying 
and and taking turns and so i think with regards to that is is with with faith things things were moving and and you know they they not only heard you but they heard the entire community that's speaking um so yeah, go ahead. Oh, it's because I wanted to add because I remember like a few months later, Arnold like texted in like our, like a group me saying like the bill was like it was canceled, it wasn't gonna go through. In that moment, I felt like so I don't know like I'm gonna say again like, empowered and like motivated because I was like maybe my words did have like a like a change in it. Like even like if it didn't, like I even spoke up for it. So I felt like even like the smallest things you do, like it does have a change, like. I'm saying like too many times, but um, like anything you do, like it did matter because that time I was like, oh my gosh, like I went and I talked to them and it got denied, like it wasn't going to go through and that moment I was like, oh my god, that's so cool, like I want to go talk to them and now it's not going to go through and like my words could like did maybe had like a change, I'm like, in my mind they did. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and I think that is, yeah, I think your story is so powerful because when we engage in Catholic social teaching and try to live it out, we're not acting for ourselves or in our own name. We are trying to be messengers of peace, of God's love, and of his true justice. And that's why it's so powerful. Because it's not just us. It's not just me, Victoria, you, Melanie. It's our community. It's our community of faith. And it's really the values that Christ has instilled in us and that our church has instilled in us that we're trying to carry through and have a, hopefully a ripple effect throughout the, our entire society. So. It's just amazing. Um, we're just going to be right back. We're going to take a real quick break for a moment and we're going to come back and uh, talk a little bit more about advocacy and social justice and how that, uh, how that is affecting um, our community and the entire um, world that we live in so um we'll be right back welcome back to this advocacy crew um oh and aj's daughter just made a noise <laughs> she's advocating for dad i want to go home <laughs> she wants a liberation exactly so we're back with the crew and um so my question is what are you guys doing now you know with regards to you went to sacramento you graduated you got your master's degree you're actually working part of the workforce uh things like that doing making these uh you know things that you guys are affecting change in the world um so tell us more about what we can do what you guys are doing what you've been doing um so yeah so just shoot yeah so um i'm currently in college right now and um, my around my second after my first year of college I believe it was I actually interned with AJ at the office of advocacy um, and that was great <laughs> I really wanted to for my first internship I really wanted to do something with my faith and um, after Sacramento it was obviously his office and the office of young Catholics I believe and I was like, oh, I really want to see what he does and, like, how I can help him. And, um, and yeah, so I did that, and that was really a great experience. Um, and then after that, Stephanie and I, again, <laughs> we went to Washington, D.C. with the Columbans. Um, yeah, and there are priests, well, two of them, Father Allen, Father Brendan, they're part of the Columban Order. And they're very, very heavily involved in advocacy and social justice. And that was really fun. I love that. I want to go play with her. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we, Stephanie can maybe talk a little bit more about that. And um, we also have our Life Two Nights, our upcoming Life Nights. Yes, that's better. And those are all going to be on advocacy and social justice, Catholic social teaching. Um, and our next one is Seeding Chart, which is on race, racism, and racial tension. Um, every Saturday in the youth garage at 6.30. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, I, I think what, with regards to that is everyone is invited to those. Yes. And whether you make it to that one, you definitely will meet these, these young ladies and young men who, who will talk more to you about that. So open line of questions and, and discussions. 
it's it's always great with regards to what we call relational ministry and having that discussion with regards to advocacy i think these these people over here these young people are so wanting to have that discussion with you so if you come you know just talk to them you know ask a question you know pose pose a, a topic of discussion and and they're more than willing to to have that with you so keep going tell us what else is, is going on um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the Columbans because Andrea yeah. said I would. So I Threw <laughs> <laughs> you under the bus, that's what we call it. So yeah, we went a week, um, I think like not this summer, but last summer. So mm -hmm. summer 2018, yeah. I think. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> Just to put a date on it. Yeah. So we went with the Columbans and it was also a week where we were able to learn more and gain more experience about Catholic social teaching. It was similar to Catholic youth day no advocacy youth day <laughs> in sacramento but this time it was a week long and then we were able to um go deeper into the topic and deeper into the conversation and see um examples of everyday day-to-day -day life and how that plays out in our life how catholic social teaching plays out in our life and how the issues affect you know everybody and stuff by issues i mean like the seven what do they call them? The seven themes, we'll call them. How they play into our lives. But Arnell said the seven themes earlier, so go back if you want to know them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know them right now. Right I know some of them, not all of them. Life and dignity. Life and dignity, okay. Call to family, rights and responsibilities, options for poor, and the war. I can't say that word. Vulnerable. 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 I cannot say a lot. <laughs> um, and dignity of the work and rights of the workers okay and then solidarity and care for god's creation that one got to me a lot in dc i was like wow care for god's creation Hello, Doctor C. <laughs> yeah that one i came back and like i wanted to change the whole world but <laughs> i just changed my house uh, <laughs> metal bobo straws and metal everything and then, but I just changed my house for a little bit, and then I'll change the world later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, Love I was that. able to learn more about that, more about the seven themes and my and my faith as a Catholic through the whole week. And we were also lobbying, but this time not in Sacramento, in like DC, which was like even ten times scarier. <laughs> I was like, Stephanie, what are you doing? And but Diego like, was with us. Too. Oh yeah, Diego yeah. was with us too. Shout out to Diego. Yeah, shout out to Diego. Yeah, I was like, what am I doing? But like, little did I know, like that's really what I kind of want to do for the rest of my life. I don't know. Like at one point, I wanted to be like a Congress member, but <laughs> I wanted to be a lot of things in my life at one point. <laughs> But, yeah, that was basically what we did. I don't know if there's anything else that I missed. There was a lot of, like, points that I know. Discussions. Discussions, I think, yeah. Yeah, something that, sorry, that Stephanie reminded me of is we had this discussion, and I wish we could have called some of them because they were really great. Um, but we had this discussion with about 11 of us. It was three of us from California, from El Paso, and Ohio, I believe, and Nebraska. And when we were having this discussion, it was on immigration, and, like, Becca, who works there, she was asking us, like, what is your ideal immigration reform? And so we were having this discussion, and I was seeing that, like, a lot of people were starting to get very angry about some comments that were made because they were misunderstood. And, um, and I kind of saw, like, wow, this is really what's going on in government, like, mm -hmm. Imagine 400 members like trying to like create this ideal immigration reform and I just realized how important like discussion was and how hearing each other how important mm -hmm. that was and like yeah I just realized that and like I was like oh I really have to start listening to people because immigration is just like a very like sensitive topic especially for me because I just get on the defensive mode mm -hmm. um, but yeah I just hearing everyone there and just observing everyone how they were reacting i was like wow like really like i just had a new appreciation for like discussions like that that were hard and that not everyone is going to get along and not everyone is going to be on the same page 
Yeah, it's funny because when we think about pursuing social justice, like, it might not mean the same thing for everybody because they're just really hard concepts sometimes to understand. Mm -hmm. But um, I always think of the quote, a quote attributed to St. Columban, which is a life unlike your own can be your greatest teacher. And I think that is so important for us to remember when we're talking about advocacy and justice. And it really, I think, embodies the theme of solidarity in the sense that we need to listen to one another. We need to listen to the cry of the poor. We need to listen to the cry of the earth. Um, just because we not we might not be experiencing it doesn't mean we shouldn't care or we shouldn't listen. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought of that quote. And St. Columban's really cool. You should look him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> look him up. Hashtag St. Columban. Hashtag St. Columban. How about you guys? Kim and Melanie. I mean, for me, I feel like the Columban trip seems really fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm going to DC. You have to walk. A lot of walk. I mean, I feel like advocacy is something like that's so like important. But like, yeah, how he said like it's not really talked about. Like, I didn't even know what it was till I went. I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do here? But I really like what they talk about and how, like, their experiences was. And, like, I want to experience that for myself and how, like, what, like, what I would learn through it. I don't know. So. Yeah. I think definitely how Andrea was sharing with, like, when they were discussing um, an an immigration reform. Like, being, like, not in the office, you don't see, like, you always wonder, like, why aren't these laws being passed? Why isn't this happening or something? But, like, I would never have thought or, like, I wouldn't have seen that like so much has to go into it. So many members in Congress and the Assembly have to discuss and agree upon these things, you know? Like I would simply just think like, oh like do this, do, this, do that, do that, yeah. So that's like my like my take on it. Yeah, seeking change is hard and I think that's why advocacy can take so many forms. Mm-hmm. But I just go back to thinking of the power of prayer too at the very at the very least you can pray, you know, for change and for people to have open hearts. Um, And I don't know, in terms of what we're doing, like here in in the youth ministry, as Andrea mentioned, we're trying to highlight Catholic social teaching um, through our life nights, but we're also trying to formalize a little bit more what advocacy can look like in between, um, you know, youth Catholic advocacy day. And so we're trying to form kind of like a committee, if you would, um, with through youth ministry to kind of activate our teens and empower them and, and to really help them live out their faith through that yes. avenue. So Looking forward to that. Yeah. And, you know, looking forward to that. AJ, we're looking forward to that. And maybe <laughs> looking forward to the support from the diocese yeah. with regards to looking forward to that <laughs> aspect of what this youth ministry is doing. Um, but AJ, what, what's some of the other things that, that, um, that the diocese is doing with regards to even... Even um, with with our community, um, what can we look forward to, and what can we look forward to support from the diocese? Or how can we, as a, a parish, um, and, and as you said earlier, that you would probably have never gone into advocacy if you weren't if you didn't belong to a parish that that was with poor people. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you know our parish is is impoverished. But we we are a mission parish, and, and it's like we we as a community, I myself, would have never had this experience with you and with these young ladies if we didn't have the issues that we're facing within our community. And I think that's important. A lot of times, sometimes, um, uh, someone said to me one time, I think it was a priest, who said, "You know what? You know, you really become humble and start to pray." when you need something mm-hmm. um, and and that's so important and and to be able to 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 be with with a community and live and experience what they're experiencing and not just to say okay you know here's alms but to be present with them and 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 to give to, to give your life and and what I love is it's it wasn't empathy it was compassion Passion. Mm-hmm. It was that. It, it's 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 it sounds so much better in Spanish. It's com, you know the compasión. It's 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 it has more meaning. And I wish I did speak Spanish, but I don't. 
But, <laughs> but AJ, tell us, what is it that we can do or what is it that the diocese um, in your office um, can need or, or can provide for these young people in, in, in support? Um, well, first, uh, as you've already heard, um, there have been a lot of really terrific stories and a lot of good work that's happened here. And you know, I actually didn't know that your first experience with advocacy was with that random phone call. I decided was like, hey, let me reach out. I've met Arnell once. <laughs> uh, oh, and actually, I always thought it was intimidating because I was like, AJ Hoven? I was like, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and, and, Lo and behold, the guy is Filipino. It's that Filipino trick. Shout yeah. out colonialism. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, first I just want to say that for, for all of that, you know, the all the stuff that you guys are doing, it's it's already amazing, and, and I think that you guys deserve um, applaud it. My daughter's trying to give me some, I think. Or she's right. angry, both. Um, I know, Bob, I know. Um, in terms of what... I think that our next steps, we've already been planning with some of your folks mm -hmm. uh, around faithful citizenship oh, yeah. and looking forward to, um, you know, 2020. Um, <laughs> advocacy does take a lot of forms. And I think that I, I, my hope is that as we move forward, we're able to sort of like, excuse me, uh, break through all of the different like frameworks like to, to sort of like push our paradigm beyond like oh advocacy is only if you're talking to your uh, legislator oh boy um, uh, advocacy only is uh, is if you're you're able to be present and walk with the person advocacy is only relational like those those are all things that I think add up to a big picture you mm -hmm. know and I think it's also important for us to sort of both define um, those those boundaries uh, for ourselves because we can't do everything. That's why we have the mystical body, right? Mm -hmm. You know, not all of us is a foot, not all of us is a hand. Um, but also because we can't do it on our own. I, I feel like Catholics are in a very unique space in that we believe our faith is very much involved and rooted in community. Mm -hmm. My salvation is bound up in yours. My liberation is bound up in yours. And I think that if we are able to, to sort of work from that um, perspective, to, to understand that we are accountable and responsible to each other, and allow our work to sort of reflect that, I think that we'll, we'll get somewhere. So I, I, my hope is that the, the projects that we're developing sort of speak to that, uh, speak to the diverse body of um, talent and um, passion and charism um, you know, that, that is present in the church. And then also uh, hopefully activate folks that are willing to set foot in all those various different areas um, because we need help. Um, we need help in, in the charity. You know, we can't dismiss that, you know, but we also need help in people that are willing to sort of look beyond um, that as well. Um, people who are willing to give of their time, give of themselves, um, give of their academic talent and whatnot. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we've got quite a few things. We've all, we're also building a website. That's our hope uh, is to have that up and running. Sorry, we're the church. <laughs> so, you know, things kind of kind of get pushed to the wayside. Um, but we're we we've got a target date of releasing that in early 2020. Um, and again, uh, just uh, trying to continue to to release this great withheld secret right Amen. to make sure that folks uh, know the Catholic social teaching is real and if I could just sort of leave one last thing the, the thing that I think activates my ministry and, and me personally um, the most is just sort of looking at Matthew 25 um, because like Christ lays out for us very directly and very clearly and succinctly um, exactly what it takes to make it into heaven and he lays out all of these things that become the corporal works of mercy, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think the thing that, that, that really strikes me, the thing that I've been meditating a lot about, um, that I hadn't even thought about until recently, I was giving a talk to, to Cal State San Bernardino Newman Club, and it just occurred to me that like everything that he was saying, feed the poor, feed the hungry, visit the person in prison, um, take care of the, of the stranger, you know, welcome them, mm -hmm. all of these things, were things that he was going to need for himself. And so when we talk about, um, you know, see Christ in whomever you encounter, yeah. Christ is literally telling us, this is my story. Mm -hmm. I was a person who was impoverished. Mm -hmm. I was a person who was cast out and, and mm -hmm. thought of as a stranger. And I, and I walked 
the path of, the sh of a stranger and a refugee. I was uh, someone who would be cast into prison, I would be held unjustly and then executed unjustly. The, this is the story, the story of the suffering is the story of Christ. And so mm -hmm. if you're unable to see that, I just, I, I would really call you to meditate on that piece of scripture because I feel like that's the scripture that draws me closest to him. And it's the part when mm -hmm. things are so difficult, things are so heavy, that, that always finds a way to say, okay, you know what, I think I think I can at least move one more inch. I think I can move one more step. Um, so yeah, I, I think that if we're able to get to that point, um, we'll be good. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that really meant a lot. I think that, that, that great perspective and meditating on that, uh, I think everybody should reflect back on that and, and, and really listen to what AJ said and truly live live what Christ asked us to do um, so how about you guys any last parting words hmm. I think you know I think we are just barely touching the surface of mm -hmm. what social justice what Catholic social teaching and advocacy is but because of that I, I highly encourage whoever is listening to this or whoever is curious to learn more to do your own research, you know, go on the USCCB.org and look at the uh, themes of Catholic social teaching. If you want to know more about what advocacy can look like, um, the Columban Center, if you go to columbancenter.org, they have an advocacy toolkit, which I think is very accessible to most people. Um, and I, I mentioned again, like, at the very least, if you feel like you can't do anything, you can always pray. And through prayer, God um, illuminates us, and God can do so much um, and use us in so many ways. So this is just the beginning, I think, of a larger conversation, and I hope it has sparked your interest or you feel God calling you to learn more about this because it's important, and we need you. The church needs you. Amen. You know, I want to leave you guys with one more verse, and it's a verse that's found within the Ministry of Advocacy. And it's Proverbs 31, verse 8 through 9. It says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are left desolate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, maintain the rights of the poor and needy. And what resonates to me there is what it says is the mute. Who are the mute? And the mute are those who have no spokesman, no advocate among the ruling class. And that's us each and every one of us is an advocate or can be an advocate for those who are poor, those who are needy, and those who, who just desire something that Christ has promised us. And so that's all we have this time around. And again, I hope that you guys continue to listen to our, our episode of This Connected with Catholic.Dad. If you guys want any of the phone numbers or any of the information that you found here today, if you want AJ's phone number or something about Victoria and something about Andrea or Kim or Melanie or Stephanie and what they said, send us an email at catholic.dad50 at gmail.com. And, you know, send us your comments or questions. Um, you can also send us a voicemail um, in the link, the link at the bottom of this. And um, remember, don't forget to um, to just, as Victoria said, you know, it just just get involved. Get involved. Don't be afraid. Um, and that's 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 what advocacy is about. You know, don't be afraid. Have no fear. Each and every single one of these ladies, each and every single one of them was approached and asked, and each and every one of them said, "Who me?" But they said eventually, they said yes. And um, again, not everyone is called to be that person, but everyone is called to, to at least ask and then say that yes and then move on. God will provide. The Lord will provide. The Holy Spirit will speak through you. Amen. Again, remember, live a life of holiness. We will be praying for you. So please pray for us. And most importantly, until next time, be blessed and be third. God bless you guys. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. 
The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.